0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. We live in a world and in a society that is obsessed, it seems, with the outcome. Obsessed with winning. Regardless of how it happens, regardless of the means to which it happens, winning seems to be the only thing that counts. Nothing else, just winning. In nearly every area of our lives, in fact, I would say in most areas of our lives that we interact in this world, certainly in athletics, in politics, in our businesses, even in our relationships. Winning is how people are assessed, those who win. Either you're a winner or you are a loser. There was that movie that said, if you're not first, you're last. Seems like this is the way everything around us is assessed. I don't think that was always the case, though. Maybe even not so much in recent times, but certainly decades ago, it didn't seem that this was always the case. People of good character were winners. People of good character were viewed as pillars of society, as we say. People who played by the rules, people who showed by their actions. Those were the winners. What you said, what your view was, really didn't matter as much. It was what you did. It was how you acted. This is what mattered. But that doesn't seem the way it is now. Actions, not words, were most important. Actions, not words, are what reflected who we are, our true character. Our generosity, our helpfulness, our selflessness, these are the things that mattered. And now it's not so much. We are not, as a society, as generous. We are not, as a society, as helpful. And we certainly are, as a society, more selfish. What you saw in people, their generosity, lending a hand, helping those around them, was something that was most important. In the gospel passage that we just heard from Luke, Once again, a well-known parable, the sower and the seed. You can read it in the bulletin, and I know you've read it before. Christ reminds us, because it's our Lord who is relating this parable. By the way, he was uh, just in the the passages before and and in, in the other gospel passages, we know that he was in the home of a Pharisee who was questioning him about these things. And as we know from understanding Scripture, our Lord spoke in parables to those who may not necessarily have understood, but he used these parables to draw out in them an understanding. He spoke very plainly when he gave his sermons on the mount or on the plains to the people. But to those who were skeptical, he used parables to try to get them to see and to apply in their lives that which they may not otherwise have seen. Christ reminds us in this parable that the outcome is more, the outcome is significantly less important than the preparation. How you got there, were you prepared? The seed is the word of God, it's the grace of God. The Logos, it's Jesus himself and his presence in the lives. That seed was given to everybody. The word of God is here for all of us to read and to understand and to apply in our lives. But where it falls determines the outcome. What happens? It fell on the, we heard these instances, what happened? The seed fell on the the wayside, a hardened road or path. And those of you who've been in farming communities and know that between fields, there's this road, this farm road, it's not paved or anything, and it's usually packed down really hard because of all the heavy, heavy machinery and equipment that goes down there. And seed falls on that oftentimes. Very hard. A surface that nothing can penetrate it seems. And as it is with seed, it doesn't. And it's there to be devoured by the birds or the field mice or whatever's out there. Never, ever even takes root. And then if it fell on the land that was overgrown by other seed, it would have to battle for survival. If it was overseeded or there was other seeds or it was choked out, But if this seed landed on ground that was prepared, ground that was tilled, ground that was prepared months and months before, it would take root and blossom and grow. And in the parable we heard, it would yield a bounty, even a hundredfold, because of the manner in which the soil was prepared. We won't my brothers and sisters in Christ, we won't be able to fool anyone and certainly ourselves when the last judgment comes. We won't be able to keep hidden our true nature. The outcome of our life will tell who we are. The outcome of our life will reflect our preparation. Now we can't control the growth. We're dependent on the weather. We can't control the crop. But we can control the preparation of the soil. Preparing the soil, those of you who have gardens know how important it is to prepare the soil. Those of you who All of us have a yard or have grass, and we know if we don't do the things we're supposed to do, it could very well reflect or result in dead grass or patchy grass or a yard that won't get the yard of the month. I know this. But if we prepare things, if we take care of things, If we do the things that we know to do then very likely it will yield a bounty. So we have to clear the field. We have to clear the place of our hearts and our souls and our minds to make sure nothing else is growing there. Nothing else like fear or anxiety or concerns about money or status or power or winning chokes out this preparation of good soil. And we have to break up this soil of our heart that may have become hardened. And at times, it happens for all of us. If we were being honest and true to ourselves, at times, we have hardened hearts. Or at the very least, we have hearts that are choked by the cares of this world. Every one of us. And so we have to weed it out. We have to pull these weeds out just like we do to make sure that the the grass in our yards or the crops in our fields or the plants that we have in our gardens have a better chance of not only making it, but yielding a bounty of contributing back in terms of the crops or the food or for us, contributing back to the world, the world that is obsessed with things that it should not be obsessed with, the things that keep us from yielding, from the fruit being spread, being given out into the world. Every time that we have an opportunity to set aside our own wants and our own desires, our own will even, fulfills and fulfill the wants and the desires by helping and assisting and offering to those around us. Every time we do that, we pull another weed out. We till the soil of our hearts and of our souls. And we prepare it for the seed, the word of God, the grace of God to continue, to continue to supply, to strengthen, and to share with those around us and we must do this now not tomorrow not next week not when this happens or that happens at some point there is no more later think of the parable of the ten virgins that we hear every year the first few days of Holy Week the five that were wise and the five that were not they had prepared those ones that were wise did they not They had oil in their lamps. So when the bridegroom came, they were able to go and to be in the banquet, to be with the bridegroom. But the ones that were not prepared were shut out from the kingdom. Another strong and powerful message in this parable to all of us. At some point, there will be no later in our life. It's not easy brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not easy. In fact, at times it is so very difficult it may seem impossible. It hurts. It's hard to deny oneself, to take up our cross and to follow the Lord. We are pulling these things out. We are are tilling the soils of our hearts and our souls and our minds. And it's something that cannot be done for us nor can we do it for someone else i can't prepare your soil ultimately and you can't for me each and every one of us has to do that for ourselves in our hearts in our souls in our minds in our bodies saint paul writes that we our bodies are the temple of the holy spirit I've said this before, we are vessels. We are going to be filled with something. You put something outside, a vessel outside, whatever it is, and sure enough, when it rains, it'll hold water, it'll be filled with something. It's the same thing with us. We will be filled with something. What will it be? What will it be? Each and every one of us has to prepare our soil, our soul to be filled with the Holy Spirit as an individual, as a family, as a community, and as the world. Reminding us that the world around us does not define who we are, does not define who we are in relation to God and does not define our journey to the kingdom. God is our father. We are his children. And since we are his and he is ours, these promises are promises that we are to hold fast to. We need to prepare our hearts. We need to till our land of our souls. We need to clear around us so that <laughs> that seed that is there before us, that is being planted within us, will take root, will grow, will strengthen, and will yield a bounty a hundredfold. Hosea the prophet, who we commemorate this coming Tuesday, said the following about this. He said, and this was hundreds of years before Christ, He said we need to continually break up the fallow, the unplowed ground of our hearts to be ready to receive the seed when it comes. Sow with a view to righteousness. Reap in accordance with kindness. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. May the sower of seed, the sower of our souls, may the Lord Jesus Christ come into you, come into each and every one of us so that we may be strengthened, we may be filled with his love and filled with his righteousness and filled with his grace so that we may yield within our world a bounty of grace, a bounty of love, a bounty of mercy, always, now, and ever.